0: Hey, y'all. This is Gretchen from Always a Lesson's Empowering Educators podcast. I'm a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts, but make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Reimagined Schools podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. I'm your host Greg Goins, and my special guest today is Danny Sunshine Bauer, the founder of Better Leaders, Better Schools, the number one blog and podcast created for leaders in education. Danny's passion is helping school leaders fight isolation and frustration through his leadership community, the Mastermind, in order to gain clarity and find solutions to their greatest challenges. Danny's book, The Better Leaders, Better Schools Roadmap, is now available on Amazon and has received critical acclaim for helping educators create legendary schools. Be sure to follow Danny on Twitter and learn more about his podcast and how to sign up for his next mastermind at betterleadersbetterschools.com. As always, I want to thank all of our loyal listeners who are out there listening to the Reimagined Schools podcast. And remember, you can always keep the conversation going with the reimagined schools hashtag i hope you enjoy this conversation with fellow podcaster danny sunshine bauer hello again everyone and welcome to another episode of the reimagined schools podcast my special guest today is a guy that i have great admiration for so glad to get to talk finally to danny sunshine bauer how are you sir Greg, I'm so excited to be here
1: with your podcast and talk to your listeners. This is an absolute uh, joy and honor.
0: So thank you for having me on the show. Well, I'm thrilled to talk with you. It's always good to have a dose of sunshine when we talk about school leadership. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I know you do some great work with your podcast, uh, Better Leaders, Better Schools. You have a online leadership community we're going to talk about. You also have a new book com- uh, coming out, or it's already out. Better yeah. leaders, better schools, a roadmap. So we'll jump into all that and kind of have some fun with it. But uh, let me begin with the podcasting piece. You and I have some things in common uh, in the fact that we're both edu podcasters. And I love that terminology. Yeah, uh, We're both part of the education podcast network. Yeah. Uh, we're both Illinois guys. You from Champaign. I'm from Southern Illinois. And we've both worked in school leadership positions in Illinois. Um, you know, I was a superintendent in Southern Illinois for 15 years. You worked in the Chicago public school system. So uh, I guess we're fellow Illinoisans, but most people don't realize that uh, Chicago public school uh, system is a little different in the sense that they kind of do their own thing in Chicago. It's kind of like their own planet in Chicago if you're from Illinois. Yeah. But that that had to be a wonderful experience working for CPS.
1: It was a, it was a pretty great experience. You know, it definitely has its challenges. Uh, it's the third largest school district in the nation. Uh, and, and obviously everything that's going to come with an uh, urban environment. Um, there's some challenges there, but you know, what I, what I loved about Chicago is I got to do and see a lot, you know, and, and I started in Chicago. I actually, I wanted to be a teacher. So I moved up from, uh, Champaign, Illinois, uh, to Chicago. I could not find a teaching job, Greg. I think I interviewed in like at least 80 places or not interviewed, sorry, put in my resume. I only got one interview. I didn't get the job. And I thought about, well, what am I going to do? You know, do I need to go into uh, medicine and business? You know, I was thinking about pivoting in my career. And very fortunately, I saw that the Chicago Public Schools had an opportunity to be an AVID coach, you know, the AVID program. And that was something that I taught. I was an AVID coordinator down at Franklin Middle School in Champaign, Illinois. And it was just, it was perfectly created for me, that role. I called, they had no job openings though. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh no. But the director ended up calling me back. An opening did uh eventually happen. And Greg, that's that's really what pushed me into administration, that and somebody seeing the gifts, the leadership gifts in me. And it was because I served almost 30 schools, okay going out there, hustling, working with different teachers and administrators. I saw, and I'm sure as a former superintendent, like you just, I can't believe the variance of quality of leadership within buildings. I just figured if you were a principal, you were a great leader. And that was a terrible assumption to make. And so I, I saw what was out there and I thought, I can, I can do this. And that's sort of the story of my life. I'll just say to myself, I can do that. And uh, I got that position. And you know, move back into the classroom and eventually administration, and, and the rest they say is history.
0: You know, there are so many valuable lessons you can learn, um, you know, as a teacher and then going through the process of wanting to be a school administrator. I love the fact that you call yourself a chief encouragement officer, and I can't think of a better title because, man, being a school leader is tough, it, it's it is. very difficult, uh, it can be very isolating at times. And to this day, you know, my best friends on this planet our superintendents and principals because I guess birds of a feather flock together because we continue to have those conversations, but it can be a very grueling lifestyle. Yeah, you're
1: right about that. And so, you know, I wanted to have some fun with the idea of CEO. And so if you put that encouragement officer in there, that, that to me is really the the job of a leader. I, I want to cast vision. I want to make really clear where we're going, right? Honor where we've been, celebrate the wins but make it a bit uncomfortable that it's not the place we want to stay and encourage the next step. And then I want to uh, resource people, empower them, encourage them, uh, and remove any barriers that'll, you know, get in the way of helping us accomplish that vision. So that to me is my viewpoint of, of leadership.
0: And you've had great success with your podcast. You've been doing it now, I think since 2015, better leaders, better schools, which is the number one downloaded uh, podcast for uh, school leadership. And uh, you've talked about it a lot, but just kind of walk me through it again. When you started doing that, I mean, is this what you envisioned three or four years ago that this was no. going to like?
1: <laughs> so I, I was a podcast junkie back then. A, a lot of NPR shows love a show like This American Life. That's the classic, wonderful podcast. And Serial came out, so podcasts started to get even more popular. And some friends encouraged me to check out some leadership podcasts, some business podcasts, that kind of thing. And I fell in love with a show called uh, Entrepreneur on Fire. EO Fire was recommended to me. Uh, are you familiar with that show by any I, chance? I am. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So John Lee Dumas uh, daily would interview entrepreneurs and lessons learned and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I just thought, wow, I'm learning so much from this. What's available for us, right? I looked in iTunes. I searched uh, school administrator, you know, principal, all that kind of stuff. And there were a few shows, but I just figured that that iTunes and in the podcast world in general needed my voice. I thought I could make an impact. And so I figured I'd start a show. Thought it'd be pretty cool. The thing too, Greg, is that I realized I wasn't that great as a leader at all, right? And even even as I've grown in my skill set, I know there's so much I can improve on. And I don't know what it was like in your districts, but I feel like the assistant principal is that stepchild that everybody overlooks, you know? And, and there was just no leadership development. I wanted to be a great leader. What I didn't want to do, though, was make a bunch of excuses and blame other people for my lack of development. I wanted to take ownership and do something about it. So I started the show. I figured if I talked to people like you with uh, just a variety of experience, I could learn from your successes, your failures, that would improve my skill set. And so I started, people resonated with the message, uh, what I was putting out there, and it's, and it's grown. Uh, and so that's, that's basically how the podcast started.
0: And, you know, again, we have that in common working with aspiring school leaders. Uh, I've since moved into higher education where I direct a principal program in Central Kentucky. And, um, you know, there's this huge misconception that uh, just because you have the big office and and it says principal on the door, that you have all the answers. And and what we try to tell our candidates in our program is, you know, let's just let's just hold up a second. You have to understand what the right questions are before you can even begin to think about the answers.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I came across this definition recently of enlightenment. I'm not trying to say I'm enlightened. So hopefully this lands well. But the idea was that uh, when you realize how much you don't know, and you stop caring that you don't know everything, that's when you're getting to enlightenment. And so I think we have to bust that that myth, uh, that leadership myth in the face. And yes, it's not about knowing all the answers or knowing how to proceed in every situation. But it is about asking the right questions. It's about Uh, building the right team you know it's about casting the right vision uh, that that the community you know leadership is service is it your vision greg right that you want to be popular and known for or is this something that serves the community the students something that they want to see realized in their lives you know i think too often we get caught up in our in our own mind in our own world and we don't we don't we forget about the people that we're actually serving
0: and that could be a problem too as we talk about your new book, uh, again, it's a roadmap uh, from the better leaders, better schools. And it, it, is this something that came as a result of the podcast success? Or have you always wanted to write a book in the back of your mind? Well, I was an English major, Greg. So, you know, I always wanted to write a book. Uh,
1: I, I do want to write a fiction book, a uh, fictional tale for leadership, leaders. And that's actually book number two um, that I'll start, you know, sometime here, probably in the winter. Uh, but basically... I read uh, Seth Godin's Stop Stealing Dreams. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, but Seth put out basically a manifesto uh, for free on education. And he's he's a great leader and marketer. I love him because uh, he's just very innovative in how he looks at the world. Uh, I just find his, his, his perspective always challenging, very fresh. It always pushes me to be better and to up my game. So long story short, Stop Stealing Dreams at the end, Seth, the author, challenges the reader to criticize his work and and write him so you can have this discussion or to write your own manifesto. And so I I wanted always to take action on that. And I figured there was no better way to write your first book for school leaders than to uh, sort of honor your mentor, so to speak, um, through all the books that I've read, uh, and then talk about just really practical uh, experiences and mindset shifts that I think would empower current school leaders. And so that's how this book uh, came about. And it was, it's really fun. You know, you put it out there, you see how, uh, how it'll land with people and it became a number one hot new release in Amazon. So that was just really, really fun.
0: Uh, one of the things also that I really love that you're doing is I remember as a superintendent. Uh, I would serve as a coach and a mentor to my building administrators. But other than than me sitting down and talking with them and trying to help them along the way, there really wasn't a place you can send them to help them get what they need to be successful. And and you're doing some really cool things with leadership coaching, with your mastermind program. And I I really think there's a, a tremendous need to have an outlet to send that assistant principal that's struggling or that principal that maybe needs a refresher as to, you know what they can do to be more inspiring during the day yeah you're absolutely right, and you know we have a lot of
1: high performers in the community as well that just want to go from good to great or really take take their leadership to the next level uh, but again it's it's one of those things where uh, I saw something, I experienced something, I looked at our industry, and I saw a need so if we rewind to when I started the podcast, I was also in a mastermind myself uh, i just I just wanted to figure out how to actually grow the podcast, reach more people, impact more leaders. Uh, but the guy's mastermind that I ended up uh, joining, Aaron Walker, uh, he's all about living a life, not just of success, but significance. You know, we, we talk about words like legacy and impact and really, really dive into what that means. Uh, so he's over at View from the Top. His mastermind's called Iron Sharpens Iron. I heard him on a podcast. I heard him on Entrepreneur on Fire. And so I joined his mastermind. And Greg, the personal and professional transformation that I experienced was literally so profound. I looked at our industry and I said, just like you mentioned, where, where do we go? Where do we get that leadership development, that leadership help? And I figured, well, why not me? That's, that's always the mantra. I could do it. Why not me? And so I started it, started telling people, hey, we got this leadership community. I'm throwing a party. It's going to be fun. Every single week, we're going to talk about education and leadership. Go deep. We're gonna solve your number one challenge. We're gonna help you you know, move from isolated to connected. And people responded. So when it launched, I think we had seven members and within the first year, there was 14. By year number two, uh, we had 22 and I wasn't trying to grow it, I was a full-time principal. Uh, but by that time, my wife decided um, to take a job overseas and I looked at what I was doing and maybe if I gave it 100% of my focus, I could do it full-time. And so I swung for the fences and we, we grew it. We grew from 22 to 43. 43 heroic school leaders from seven different countries around the world. And weekly, just like we're talking now on the podcast on Zoom, we, uh, we get to talk about education and leadership, and really
0: solve a major need that is uh, in our industry. So, what do you think the the impact is in, in getting those those folks together? You know, one thing that's real popular right now are the book studies. And, sure. you know, you can pick any book. Maybe they'll choose your book, Better Leaders, Better Schools, The Roadmap. And they'll, so. have some, they'll have some deep conversations about uh, some of your thoughts and, and how they can improve. Those people that are unfamiliar with the mastermind concept, where does that come from? And what does that actually look like in action?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, so I learned it from Aaron Walker. And that's the model that, that I base mine off of. And essentially, we meet every week for an hour on Zoom. We're going to have a time of check-in wins of the week. We're going to have a short book discussion. So right now we're reading a book called Great at Work. Uh, the next book we're going to check out is called The Culture Code. Uh, and then we go to something called The Hot Seat. And that's, that's where really where we work through your challenges. So, Greg, if you were on The Hot Seat, you would have the community, you know, uh, anywhere between five to ten other people are listening to a project you're working on, a challenge that you face, an obstacle, that's in your way, or maybe it's a it's a vision, it's a dream, you know, something that you want to make a reality, but you're not sure what the next step is. And you get this really great objective feedback. It's obviously not evaluative, you don't work together. So you can be raw, and extremely uh, honest and and authentic. And people will just ask a bunch of questions, they'll shoot holes in those ideas. They'll uh, ask questions, they'll provide feedback, they'll give you tools that have worked for them, share stories of success that's worked for them. And all of a sudden, Uh, you you were looking at this problem or this project in one way. Now you have like seven, eight, ten different ways to possibly address whatever issue it is you're facing. And so you you get a holistic, you get a well-rounded approach. uh, And it really just expands and accelerates your leadership development overnight. Uh, And so we rotate that hot seat. And then at the end of the meeting, uh, it's just a time of what I call the one big thing. I don't don't know if you've read the one thing, uh, the book, but basically, what's the one thing that if you do it will make everything else easier or unnecessary? That's that's one of my favorite questions to ask. And so everybody says, "Here's the one thing I'm going to accomplish before the next meeting." And when we start the next meeting, besides the win of the week, I'm going to ask you, Greg, did you do X? Right? And you don't want to show up saying, "No, you know, I told you all I was going to do it, but I didn't do it." So people, the, the accountability is built in. They don't they want to save face uh, within the group. So I, I think you know, the, the, the secret of the mastermind is about implementation, it's about execution, it's about community, you know, it's about solving problems together and not in isolation.
0: And I'm glad you brought up the fact earlier that these aren't just opportunities for new or aspiring administrators. You have a lot of seasoned veteran folks that are part of this. You've even had success with, you know, uh, people that have been recognized for school leadership in multiple states.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's been a number of uh, principals that have won uh, State Principal of the Year Award honors. So, you know, Jessica Cabine is a uh, Minnesota Principal of the Year. Uh, and I'm not saying that that's because of the mastermind, but I think maybe it played a part because we got to talk about stuff. She's She's awesome. So I don't want to take anything away from her or anybody else in the mastermind. These guys are, they're a players, they're world-class leaders, but we do have an environment where you can be your best, right? And again, by being authentic and asking for help, you can, you can address also like upper limit challenges and break through those and, and become the best version of yourself. Uh, Colin Hogan was a principal of the year in the state of New Jersey uh, for charter schools specifically. We've had folks that have won within their district and within a, a local region of their state as well. Uh, And you talked about season leaders, Fran, my buddy Fran, he's a 40 year principal. He's been a principal for 40 years. He's retired and still in the mastermind because he still wants to learn. He still wants to give back. And so that's really important. If anybody's interested in joining, it's not just what you're going to get, it's what you're going to give. And to tell you the truth, that's more what I'm interested in, because I know we're going to over deliver the value within the coaching group. But I want to know, what do you bring to the table? I don't want takers. You have to be a giver. Uh, and, and so Fran is definitely that. Uh, he's, he's pivoted in his career. And now he actually coaches principals locally in the Buffalo, New York region. And so we're supporting him in expanding his business. Uh, but it's, you, you have everybody from the first year principal, the assistant principal, some instructional coaches. And then Fran, who's a retired principal. It's, it's wild. It's
0: absolutely wild. And it's a great program. And if you want to check it out or participate, you can find uh, Danny at BetterLeadersBetterSchools.com. So uh, touch base with him there. You can always find him on Twitter, shoot him an email, and uh, get folks involved in Mastermind because it's a great thing. And, you know, Danny, one of the Thank great you. gifts that you have, uh, in my opinion, and I think others agree, is you have the ability to connect people and And that is actually how you really got your start uh, by throwing dinner parties and putting people in the same same time, same place, same table, and actually having some of these deep conversations, which is a pretty cool way to get uh, get those conversations going you know i 've heard that your your net worth is equal to your network
1: right and and to me, life is to be done in community you know if you are isolated, even if you 're not a leader, just as a human being you're missing out, you know and there's a there 's a big party there's so much potential there's so much uh, opportunity and creativity right at your fingertips. you just have to invite it in, and you have to choose yourself sometimes you know I talked a little bit about upper limit challenges, and i 'm reading a great book on it right now called the big leap and uh, he He goes through all the different barriers that we put on ourselves, and one of those has to do with your own uh self worth right and, and sometimes you just don 't feel like You can grow into that great leader because you're not worth it for some reason. Well, you are. I'm here to tell you that you are and you can choose yourself and if you need help like busting through that upper limit challenge, we're here to support you.
0: And you know, this connection piece is so huge for us as podcasters too because I'm just blown away by the number of people that I reach out to typically on Twitter that are willing to come on and have a 30-minute conversation about reinventing education or leadership yeah. Or whatever the case may be. I mean, from best-selling authors to filmmakers to some of the top thought leaders, I, I still have wow. those moments when I'll get, a, I'll get a tweet or a DM that says, yeah, uh, I'd love to come on your show. And so you get the Tony Wagners, the Ian Jukes, Mark Prinsky, and, you know, you can name oh, drop wow. forever. But yeah, yeah. you still get a little starstruck when some of those people ping you?
1: Absolutely. You know, I had Christopher Lockhead on the show recently. He's a uh, he's, he's just the best. Like I'm starstruck right now talking about him. He's not even on the call with us. And uh, most recently he wrote a book called niche down. It is, it is about business, but I think school leaders can learn quite a bit about it because it's, it's understanding how playing into how you're different, you know, being you're different will actually make you a legend. If you set yourself apart, you know, you're not trying to do things just a little bit faster doing a little bit better doing a little bit cheaper but if you do it different and you become known for that a category king so to speak you can absolutely be a legend and everyone knows you know what you have to offer and i think schools need to really you know take that concept and double down on it what makes the school that you lead different than the one down the block because You know, parents and kids—they have a lot of choice these days. And so, what is it that attracts them to your campus? So, I I think that you absolutely have to start thinking about what sets you apart, and not that you're just ranked a little bit higher or whatever. Like, you have to be different to win.
0: And you know, we talk a lot on this show uh, about this concept of reimagining schools to reinvent what we're doing, changing the traditional school model to engage digital natives who want deserve a much different school experience so obviously leadership is a big component uh, of change so as a leadership expert per se what do we need to do to reinvent school or what can you do to help those leaders in your mastermind kind of be able to engage in that change process
1: you know I I interviewed also you talking about starstruck and I just met him recently at at a conference here in Nashville uh, Jesse Cole and he's he's the president of Fans First Entertainment, which runs the Savannah Bananas. That's a college summer league baseball team. And I said, Jesse, you know, where does that fit in all the all the baseball leagues? So he said, Danny, there's major leagues, triple A, double A, single A. And then there's all these, like, there's like, Greg, seven or eight developmental leagues under single A. And then there's college summer baseball. It's, it's the basement of all the baseball leagues. Uh, but the thing with Jesse is that he realized that he doesn 't run a baseball organization; he runs an entertainment organization, and he's sold out the savannah bananas for the last four years, a four thousand uh, seat stadium so it 's not huge, but it 's sold out every single game, and baseball seasons are, are quite long, uh, and they come because they 're so in love with the product, so to speak and it 's not the baseball it's the banana nanas, the grandmas that come out and dance right it 's a fact that you know, they'll do a rocky theme night and have people uh, run in the stairs and that kind of thing. He he once ran a game completely backwards, which forced people to enter the park walking backwards. The first inning played was the ninth inning. And so in the third inning was the seventh inning stretch and in the Star-Spangled Banner. And it went all completely backwards, and people loved it. That's, that's the thing that Christopher Lockhead, Jesse Cole are known for. That's the type of stuff that we talk about. How can we do things different? You know, Jesse also said, too, during meetings with his team, you know, sometimes you have that team member and they're like, that's a terrible idea. And he goes, well, how can we make it worse? Right? Because there might be some magic there when you really start pushing the boundaries. He said that, uh, and he learned this from Bill Vec, the great uh, showman and, uh, you know, White Sox uh, guy and entertainer and promoter. He said that I don't break the rules. I test their elasticity. And I know you're big into this, that that we got to break out of this traditional school model. So how are we testing the elasticity? You know, in the book, I talk about there's 10 different ways that our schools can be more magical than Disney. Disney is not the the most magical place on earth because it's Disney. Although they have a great product and incredible customer service, they're the best because they have the raw materials, the kids. And we have the privilege to work with kids and their imagination every single day. So I want to push your listeners and everybody, right, to think about how are we utilizing that raw resource every single day to make school a magical place. You know, there's, there's no, we got to get past the fear of failure, the fear of innovation. We got to take risks as leaders. Talk about those experiments that you know we're trying. Uh, Sarah Blakely, the uh, the founder of Spanx. You know, a question her dad asked her every day at the dinner table. She, had, he asked what did you fail at today? And he'd high five her at her response. And he'd be a little upset if she didn't try and fail at something, right? We got to have that attitude towards failure. And I know the risks are high. I know the, the stakes are high, but absolutely at the other end of everything, if we can be creative and innovate in this space, take some risks, we can really change and serve kids at a much higher level.
0: Well, you certainly want to run out and get this book, Better Leaders, Better Schools, A Roadmap. Listen to the podcast. And if you want to be involved in Mastermind, again, check out the website and contact Danny. I'm sure he'd love to have you. As we wrap things up, I do want to give you a closing thought. You know, where can we get the book? Where can we connect with you? And uh, what can we just do to be a better school leader? Awesome. Uh, so go to Amazon to
1: get the book. You don't even have to type in the whole title. It's a mouthful too. But if you type in better and then L-E, maybe L-E-A, it will pre-populate for you. That's how uh, popular it is. It, you know, Amazon wants to sell it. Uh, you can find out more about me, com. The mastermind specifically, com forward slash m All over social media, I am at alien Earbud that's an anagram for my name. So Daniel Bauer, you switched around the letters and I came up with Alien Earbud. Uh, Daniel at better leaders, better Schools.com is my email. And a closing thought for the day is to, to be your different. You know, we talked a bit about Christopher Lockhead and Jesse Cole. I think people really resonate with my voice because uh, I, I asked a branding friend um, uh, recently, do I, do I need to be at better schools or at better leaders on Twitter, Instagram? He's like, no, that's not you. People like you because you're the -the out-of-the-box guy in education. You're the innovator. You're the creative guy. And so keep that. Tell the story of why you came up with the name and and keep pushing the boundaries or testing the elasticity. So uh, that's the closing thought. Be your different so that you can stand out and be a legend.
0: Well, you are a fascinating guy, and it's been such a joy to spend some time (laughs) with you today. Again, I'm a big fan. And folks, check out the book, check out the podcast, because Danny Sunshine Bauer is the real deal. And you certainly want to connect with him on Twitter. So thanks for being here, Danny. And until next time, thanks to all of our loyal listeners. And remember, folks, do what you can in your school and community to create better schools for kids.